Well, good morning, my friend. Welcome to the Pastor's Podcast. Getting to you just a little bit later. I was on a phone call. Kept me a little bit longer than I expected, but I'm good to have you with me today. Hope that you're having a good middle of the week Wednesday. And um, today, July or June 21st, 50 years ago today, um, I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. That is, to me, one of the most wonderful things. It's the most wonderful thing that's ever happened in my life. Um, just getting saved. I know I'm on my way to heaven. Happened as a young boy. Children do get saved. And tonight starts our VBS, and I'm looking forward to that as I get to preach to the children a little bit. And then I got to run over to the other auditorium and preach to the adults and and um, we're going to have a wonderful day today. Mary Nathan Baptist Church, let's be praying. Let's be um, asking God to do something mighty. Going to be a busy next three days. Going to be a hot next three days. But you pray for God's power. Would you do that, Mary Nathan Baptist Church? Let's be faithful. Let's be faithful as we go forward. And I'm trying to reach children for Jesus Christ. Oh, I was reminded um, this morning where God says, unless we come to him as little children, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And all oh, how people have to understand, children are not, they're not, they're not, they're just simple. They just accept it the way it is. It's the adult that makes um, salvation um, difficult. And sadly, there's a lot of believers in our churches today making salvation difficult. And, and I hate to say this, there's a lot of Christians sending people to hell because they're trying to be so difficult, trying to teach them the whole doctrines that people are going to die and go to hell because you get so confused. They can't learn doctrine until, first of all, they have a Holy Spirit on the inside. First step is they got to get saved. After salvation, they then will understand doctrine. But until we get doctrine, we get the one who saves them inside of them, um, they cannot understand it. That's called the Holy Spirit of God. He indwells us after salvation. Then he guides us into all truth. But what, what's happening with a lot of people is they're trying to go into this whole thing. Well, I need to explain eternal security. I need to change. You don't need to do all that. You're an idiot if you believe that. They got to get saved first. Holy Spirit helps us understand eternal security. They can't understand that before salvation. It makes no sense. The only thing they do understand is there's a heaven, there's a hell. There's a Christ that paid for their sins. We have to accept that. That's the greatest way that we can do that. Well, today, I want to talk to you about the miraculous and growth. In John chapter 12, verses 10 through 11, the scripture says, But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death, because that by reason of him many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. The miracle of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, it caused concern to the Pharisees, because so many people were leaving them to follow Jesus. It was the miracle that caught the eyes of the people to want to follow Jesus. Now, it's interesting that the teaching of Jesus did not cause these people to follow him. But the miracle he performed is what caused them to follow him. Now, certainly, the teaching of Jesus kept these people close to Jesus after they followed him. But what drew these people to Christ was the fact that they saw the miracles he performed. Now, our churches will not grow if people do not see God doing the miraculous in them. Nobody wants to be a part of something that is dead. Listen, we can go to the graveyard and join that if we want something that's dead. A place where nothing is happening is not going to draw people. However, many will want to be a part of something where God is showing his power in that place. A church where God is doing the miraculous, it's, it's, it's sure to grow. Is there anything wrong with, your, with wanting your church to grow? Absolutely not. Only a Pharisee would say that's a wrong motive. 
So why would we want our church to grow? The reason we want it to grow is so that more souls can be saved and so that more lives can, can find freedom from the grips of sin if we, could, if we could just grow. Now, there's three types of miracles that cause people to come first. The miracle of souls um, being saved regularly causes people to come into the church to grow. Don't get me wrong. We go soul winning so that people get saved, not to build a church. But soul winning and people getting saved in the services will result in growth. Your church is sure not to grow if you are not seeing people saved regularly through soul winning and in the services. So this means if a church wants to grow, they must actively reach the lost and invite them to come if they want God to do the miraculous to save souls. Second, the miracle of the extraordinary causes people to come and the church to grow. There's nothing that motivates people to come to your church if you are like every other dead church. They can go to any dead church any day of the week. People need to come and see something at your church that they don't see in any other church. A church regularly needs to attempt to have big days. Jesus had big days. And there's something about the big days that causes people to want to be a part of them. If your church sees people saved and baptized every week, that itself will set you apart from any other church. But people won't come to see if, you if, you say, if what you say is happening is truly happening. They want to see that on the big days. Third, the miracle of growth causes people to come and the church to grow. Um, people desire to be a part of something that's growing, not something that is dying. Um, success breeds success. Growth produces growth. Growth brings an excitement that nothing can artificially replicate. You will be surprised how your church will start to grow more if you start, if you will keep your church growing. Now, you've got to attempt the miraculous for the miraculous to happen. So what's the, what is the purpose of the miraculous? The purpose for more souls to be saved. Let, now, I want to challenge you to help your church grow by attempting the miraculous. You attempt it. Be a soul winner. Invite people to church. Uh, every member, get a part of the big days. Listen to me, when you're, uh, you, some of you preachers, younger preachers, and you're, you're in a church, that's, that's a small church, and you're trying to get it going. Okay, then let's do the first miracle of seeing people saved and baptized regularly. You start going soul winning. You start bringing people to church. You start seeing the waters troubled. That excites everybody else. All of a sudden, you, we start seeing people saved and baptized weekly. Then we attempt the extraordinary. We, we try to have a big day. And you see a big day, you push for a big day, and more people come. Then the church begins to grow, and more people come. My friend, those three things, I'm telling you, that will help any church to grow of any size. Get those three things done, but start and, and do it in that order. You, you, you just first start seeing people saved and baptized regularly. That, that's what starts it. Then you push for the big day. That's the second thing. And as the big day comes, more people come. And then growth starts happening. And because you're growing, then others will start coming as well. That's one of the, mirac that's one of the secrets to the miraculous and growth that can help any church. I hope this is a help to you today. Now, can, let me remind you today, let's be good to everyone. Everyone's having a tough time, my friend. Hey, have a great day today.